Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. <laughs> well, hello there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I wish we'd have had some of that recording before we started, man. That's fine. Oh, that's all right. It's so, fine. It's better to live in the moment than have it on tape. I think you definitely do that, man. I do now. I honestly, last time we went on vacation in Florida, I took like no photos because I just wanted to be there with my kids. I'm the same way. I my wife gets mad at me because I don't take photos. Hey, I'm like, if, I don't want to. I don't want to see my vacation through the lens of my camera. Exactly. Like there's only one phone. time. Yes, there's only one time I've done that where I'm like, you know what? I have to do this. It was a Metallica concert last November. We went to Mercedes-Benz yeah. Stadium. I wanted my wife to just enjoy it. I've gotten my wife two things in our in our relationship that have made her happy cry. The first one was our engagement ring. The second one was the Metallica tickets. Wow. And so I filmed like the whole concert uh, on the on the phone, and like, I got to watch it. It's cool. I love Metallica. I love the freaking show. But like seeing her be so happy right. was just the That's cool. best possible thing. So we actually get a chance to relive that. Selfishly, I kind of need to. That's cool. That's awesome. So uh, I, we were just reminiscing. It's been almost a year, I think, since we had you on. It's so um, wild. I don't understand it either, man. Don't worry about it. But uh, what have you? What have you been doing since then? I, I know there's some. Oh. Some changes all the way from grid up to um, yeah. where you're coaching now. So Phil, it was like. It was like April, April time frame when we talked, right? Yeah, yeah. So the shorthand is from that point. Um, on top of coaching on and my doctorate and my kids, uh, I picked up. I'm I'm a professor at Kennesaw State University now. I started that last semester. I'm a part time lifeguard. I save lives, which <laughs> I'll actually. <laughs> genuinely speaking gene i'll tell a story we actually did have a lady die at the oh. pool uh oh yeah it was a very serious thing we've had a few occasions because we're were you there i was supposed to be but my oh. shift had changed okay uh with my uh, my wife just happened to start that week going into the office three times a week so i had to stay home with the kids or with penelope my youngest because the other two were or no it was over the no, I was in the fall. So like my youngest hadn't started preschool yet. Mm. Um, late fall. She started in second semester preschool. But uh, yeah, a lady, I was going to be on stand, actually. I would have been the rescuing lifeguard mm. performing CPR on this woman if I were able to work that day. That would have been my normal shift on a Tuesday at 1130. Damn, man. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty insane. Um, yeah, I started lifeguarding. Um now, the swim coaching as well, teaching KCU, so and so on. Um, a big, big piece that has just kind of started recently from an occupational standpoint is the swim stuff that I do with the, the CrossFit Games people. They're just CrossFitters in yeah, general. Right. That's really picked up uh, to where I'm actually going to be leaving my uh, current club, swim club that I'm with at the end of March. Okay. And starting a like CrossFit swim club. Yeah, right. They're in Georgia. They're in Atlanta area. 
Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the idea is to kind of make it a traveling entity. Okay. Um, because from what I understand, and I'm probably going to step on toes by saying this, but I really don't care because this is honestly just voices or words that have been said to me from, <laughs> from people. Um, I'm being sought out personally by people worldwide in the CrossFit community for swimming. Because uh, a lot of the people that I've worked with have done really well at the games mm -hmm. in their swim events. Uh, and I'm not trying to sound conceited. I'm quoting yeah. pe people. Yeah. Well, maybe paraphrasing because I'm not doing this crap yet. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not going to take full credit for it because, you know, the elite level CrossFit athlete, they're, they're remarkably adaptable. Right. Uh, like right That's now, the whole I'm point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm working with uh, the training think tank people again, uh, and then a, a few others, like uh, Lauren Fisher, Griffin Raleigh, Alexis Raptis, or just to name a few that that are wow. in the in the pool with me. And over the summer, last summer, it was, it was with Noah, Travis, mm -hmm. Noah Olson, Travis Mayer, Mike Goldricks, Brady and Mike, uh, Mia Gianelli, uh, uh, Alessandra Pacelli. And I, I'm that's enough name dropping. But it's a big list. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. It's taken off, and specifically the the training think tank team last games, they finished the swim event, and they were one of a small handful of teams that had all four athletes finish, and okay. also was one of like two or three teams that had all four athletes finish, and none of them were former swimmers. That's impressive. It honestly was, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. There, it, it, it just it happened to be a short course yards pool, and we spent like an hour practicing diving in the water for, for four weeks. <laughs> Every session for four weeks. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of the biggest change right now. I would say uh, that's like the super yeah. fast track version of what's going on. But that's cool from a life standpoint. Yeah, I mean, so what are you doing? Good. What are you doing at Kennesaw? Uh, right now, I'm getting my, uh, I'm finishing up my one year of experience of teaching uh, okay. in order to get into like the research labs and whatnot. Right. Uh, I'm doing beginning swimming, weightlifting, advanced weightlifting, aerobic conditioning, advanced aerobic conditioning. Wow. And walk, jog. Walk, jog. <laughs> hey, this, this guy, <laughs> a 300 pound man. <laughs> is teaching fourth and fifth year seniors who only need a one credit hour class so they don't <laughs> to show walk up anyway jog. to walk jog. <laughs> so, nonsense. That's a that's a big slate though, man. That's like a full time job, I guess. Uh, it's part time because those are all one okay. credit hour classes. Um, Still, I guess you don't teach them all in one day. No, just <laughs> yeah. uh, the, uh, two two uh, uh, two every other day. Mm -hmm. But I also started coaching the the Kennesaw State University Masters Swim Program, okay. which is I mean, it's just four people right now, but we're going to grow it pretty well. Like the, the CrossFit stuff is going to start getting integrated with that as well. Okay. And there's there's a lot of stuff branching off of each other, if you will. Like it's a big yeah. spider web of development. That's how it works, man. That's yeah. I mean, that's how it works. It's pretty cool. Um there's been a lot of other little things. I don't know how deep you want me to go personally in the year that has passed. It's up to you, man. Well, there have been things that have been really fantastic and things that have been absolutely hellacious. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> where do you want me to start? So, so you know, the, the whole purpose of this is just, you know, I, I put these episodes out when I talk to people about what they're doing, the things they're going through, and how they're overcoming, you know, yeah. All right. uh, uh, failures or success. I mean, you know, sometimes, as you know, sometimes being successful and doing things well also brings a level of shit. You know? Oh yeah, failure is the greatest imaginable thing in my. It opinion. really can. We had a we had a I had a long conversation yesterday with an episode coming out probably before this one, but where we talked about like collateral damage of success, right? So yeah, yeah, I was Dude, talking that, to he's well very said. successful, making a lot of money, doing a Ugh. lot of good business, and then like you know, a year later looked and was like, oh my my wife hates me, you know, because I'm like never here, and you know, and when I'm here, I'm not really here, and she's like who the fuck are you, you know, sort of a deal. So yeah, even, even success can have collateral damage, man. So how do you overcome yeah. those things? You know, and, and you're always, you're always working, you know, and, yeah. and you're one of the few people sure. I know who continue to work, generally speaking in the same field that they uh, kind of started out in, you know, and that's insane to think about. Cause I've never known any different. Like it, it, it but I see you know, my, my wife kind of the same mm -hmm. deal. Like she, she got a undergrad degree in kinesiology and then a master's in human resource management. You know, just right. as the army, the army put her in a human resources role. Like, I mean, as far as I know, she didn't have any human resources background um, <laughs> before yeah. we got married. Right. But, but I'll tell you, it, it's. I, mean, I, I guess I get it in the fitness industry, right? Because uh, it's kind of hard to sustain a living mm. fully <laughs> when yeah. you're unless you. Well, maybe that's inappropriate to say. I don't have a lot of empirical backing for that. I should probably have references, but when I say that, I guess I'm speaking more subjectively and anecdotally. Because like, we're in Bloomington, where Eve and I went to school, like it was hard to make a living just mm -hmm. being in the fitness community because the mm -hmm. cost of living in Bloomington, Indiana, is really freaking high. Mm -hmm. It's probably because it's a college town. <laughs> 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 No, I love that you say that, man. I, I actually love the the, the conversations that can be had with mm -hmm. people debating success over fa failure or failure over success. Success, mm -hmm. and I am a strong advocate of the most. You're, you're the most successful each day if you're failing every day, epically failing every day. Is mm. that's what I've done, and I fucking love it. <laughs> Pardon that's my awesome. French. No, it's great. I mean, that, that's why I think that's why I gravitate towards martial arts so much because it's like a thousand little micro failures, you know, and then they, it builds yeah. to like one one moment of success. And, and you don't get there unless you failed like a million little times. Um, Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it backwards? Maybe in society's views, but like, why is failure so feared? Like, I understand it from like an Eastern culture standpoint. I yeah. had a lot of conversations with that, but I, I feel like it's slowly becoming the most acceptable form of success. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you see the bulletin boards with like Abraham Lincoln, you know, when you fail, try again or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that's a direct quote. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> 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 Abraham right, Lincoln. Yes. Yeah, right. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> if he were an ice cream, he'd be praline and dick. That's enough quoting. Um <laughs> So what are you what are you doing? You are uh like we talked last time you were 
and you always have been, I think, since I've known you, but maybe maybe a year or so after that, you've been involved in the grid. Um, yeah. So what's going on there? So it's pretty, no pun intended, wild. The team that I coach is yeah, the yeah. Gain, Gainesville Wild. So you're you're the head coach, interim head coach for the Gainesville Wild. Yeah, this season, the yeah. owner of the team, uh, he just bought a building last year, and it's been giving him some hassles. So uh, he's his he's doing a really really good job of. Uh, I would I won't say monopolizing Gainesville, Florida, in the mm. in the CrossFit world. Be, but I don't really know how else to term it because he's really damn good at what he does and he's very freaking smart. Um, he's had to put so much investment into that facility mm-hmm. that he just he he recognizes appropriately that he doesn't have the ability to fulfill the duties of a coach, but he can still fulfill the duties as the owner. Okay. Uh, so th- I've I uh, you know, I've been involved in grid since 2016, yeah. back when it was pro, and. From my understanding, it has a, the Florida Grid League specifically has a bigger following than the National Pro Grid League did back in its peak popularity. I could be wrong. Huh. Um, that's more perception than it is like, numerical uh, uh, presentation. Um, well, the Florida Grid League definitely seems more active. Yes. I mean, it, it has an international following. South America and Europe mm. specifically are very heavily involved. Uh, there's a lot there. I believe there are a couple of people that were close to being recruited, but I do know that there's at least grid leagues that are close to starting up. Okay. Internationally. Now that's, I think as far as I'm allowed to say, uh, cause I, mm-hmm. we have been, as coaches, we haven't asked to kind of keep that sure. hush hush ish. Yeah. Um, you can, you can air this and I'll just take whatever rap if, if, yeah. if there's a rap there. I don't think there will be, honestly. No, I don't think it's so. really not that big of a fucking deal. Yeah. Um, it's still an amateur sport. <laughs> so, uh, right. um, but, you know, our team, our Gainesville Wild team, the past three seasons up to this one, eight or nine of them are from Texas. One from Arkansas, who's a professional okay. strong woman, another one from Minnesota, who's a CrossFit Games athlete. And then several other high-level grid athletes back in the day from the Southern Amateur Grid League, and okay. the, and we had five five to seven former National Pro Grid League players, mm. and that's not just our team. There are a lot of former National Pro Grid League players still playing. Uh, I love I love the idea of it um, that it's a team. Like you have a team yeah. owner, he has a building. You have you have a team, and you recruit these new members. I mean, it 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 truly. You know, I love CrossFit. I always have uh, a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that it's a sport. Um, so it know, actually it, meets the definition of sport better than CrossFit does, and I didn't I, know that. I think it recently. does too. Yeah. Oh, it's it's measurable, repeatable, and there's no oh, I have to adapt immediately type of deal. That's how it's been explained to me, and I hope that somebody argues what I just said uh, in any comments once mm. this is posted, uh, because I. No, I kind of viewed CrossFit as a sport. Yeah. And kind of grid as, you know, of course, as a sport too. But diving down deep into the definition of what that term is, it makes more sense as to how CrossFit, I mean, even swimming uh, can and cannot sometimes be identified as a sport, even though it is always measurable and repeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, there are concepts. It's not a contact sport. So therefore, is it a sport type of deal? Right. That's, I think, more subjective. It sure felt like a contact sport when I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I was sore for a damn month. You know, I can say this with confidence, man. 
because I've talked to several swimmers about this, uh, and I think that they would agree when I say it. Swimmers are some of the most are, are some of the softest athletes you'll ever meet in your life. It's because of the water. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, the, <laughs> I mean, from the bone mineral density yeah. standpoint, oh. yeah, it is lower. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, but just because it, I mean, a pool is an anti gravity chamber, right? So <laughs> when, when you uh, say soft, mm -hmm. what do you mean? Afraid of pain. Oh, like mentally speaking. Okay. Yeah, huh. uh, it, it was really shocking. Now, obviously, I'm not. I'm speaking of the bell curve. I'm not going to include like Michael Phelps. Obviously, right. Michael Phelps is not going to be in there. Right. Right. You know, Ryan Lockie as well. That uh, knowing Ryan personally, I know he's yeah. not like that yeah gold um, medal level athletes aside yes yeah but like high level collegiate or maybe even like moderate high level collegiate swimmers i was a low level collegiate swimmer um like i tell people i was swimming in college but i don't tell them how slow i was because i was <laughs> fucking slow <laughs> I, I bet you're still faster than most of us well uh, I maybe <laughs> um if my shoulders can stay intact mm -hmm. but the <laughs> during quarantine, I mean, not during quarantine, uh, I was working with uh, uh, Sean Team and up at Hoosier Athletic Club. Uh, okay. He and my former boss back in the day. You've heard us talk about him. Yep. Um, Sean is the strength and conditioning coach for the uh, Indian Indian University Olympians, the pros. Oh, so wow. Like okay. Lily King, Cody Miller, Blake Peroni, right. Jack Apple, right. all those guys. Well, Sean, myself, and Kyle Ruth here at Trinity Think Tank, we were trying to figure out how to make swimming. I think you and I talked about this a little bit, but we were trying to figure out how to make the uh, land training transfer into the water from a not like a strength and conditioning standpoint, hmm. but like how can we not lose the literal feel for the water on land? So, like, I had Olympians or world record holders doing the stuff that we were writing okay and having the collegiate they're good collegiate swimmers don't get me wrong that we, that we're doing it too and then good high school swimmers the difference <laughs> between those levels i mean granted quarantine kind of <laughs> fucked everybody up psychologically yeah, yeah. but there one workout specifically and this was the most difficult one we did it was a, a hundred foot Reverse sled drag up up a about a six percent maybe maybe five percent grade hill. Uh, our hill outside of our driveway is pretty steep, uh, but just with a, a twenty five pound plate. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, twenty five pound plate, hundred foot reverse sled drag, thirty seconds rest, hop on the assault bike, twenty calories for time. Okay, rest rest the full recovery six times. A couple of them had to stop after two rounds because mm. after an hour they weren't fully recovered. Now, I this person, if they listen to this, they know who they are, and they know that I'm poking fun at them, and as we joke about it all the time, um, a brilliant, brilliant student, uh, Brady Fields is his name, just remarkably intelligent. Um, I think he's the shortest person ever to go under 20 seconds in a 50 yard freestyle. Uh, Nineteen, it really is. I, I think he's five seven or five wow. five seven or five eight somewhere around there, and. Yeah. Sorry, Brady. I got to do it. He has, remember the Burger King commercials where the guy's yeah. hands were too small to hold the Whopper? Yeah. Those are Brady's hands. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they were too small for his body. So he, has, he had to rely so much on his kick, but it, it was funny. funny. Um, 
and the rest of them, like, a couple of them puked after four rounds. Mm. Like they, they couldn't survive the workout. And that was a common thing, even on days where it wasn't that intense. Interesting. It was surprising because something's mm. perceptively hard, right? Yeah. I always, <laughs> I always kind of put swimming on a pedestal of being like the ultimate, like difficult fit, like in fastest thing to do to get in shape, you know? Well, it is definitely that. I believe that you, it's, uh, I think you have to run, what is it? Run three times as much as you swim, bike six times as much as you swim to equate what you would burn in the water. Mm. Obviously, with intensity variations, right. uh, not taking into consideration, but I think it's just like maintaining steady state. I could be wrong. That data may have changed. Uh, that was presented to me in like 2005, 2006. So that may have changed since then. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it was really surprising to see just how soft like the the swimmers are. And mm. thinking back on it, dude, I was a wimp. <laughs> I was a wimp until I started getting into into the CrossFit light. Honestly, yeah. Um, and then CrossFit CrossFit will definitely uh, it'll harden you up. It'll make you tough. I mean, yeah, the mental like the mental toughness aspect of CrossFit is is highly underrated. I think. Um, yes, it, it makes it even more like a lot of people need a community right to do it well people like matt fraser just are in the basement of his mom and dad's house well, he's a he's a outlier i know sure. yeah completely he's literally an animal um I, that's what i find like most people that that are in my gym and that i coach they can do crossfit like mm-hmm. like it can be done it's the mental part catches up in a you know in a class faster than the actual like body breaking down for them yeah i find that and that's kind of where people hit the wall it's like i mean you know like being completely out of shape aside that's a different thing like you you know you have other issues but someone who's moderately in shape they'll start hitting a workout and i could tell like you just don't like the way it feels (laughs) you know you gotta get you gotta push through that 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 pain threshold um i wonder i wonder why swimmers why you know why you think swimmers are the ones that or a well, sample of ones that kind of hit that wall. Well, in swimming, you can keep moving. Mm. Uh, swimming is kind of like, it's almost like the opposite of the Tao Te Ching. Uh, water conforms to its surroundings and moves. Well, you force water to conform to you in right. the water. Right. Um, so like you are the, uh, the er- eroding wall or whatever you're mm. you're forcing the flow of the river versus the yeah. flow of the river just kind of going with it yeah because you're kind of going um, through it yeah yeah so mm. like once you find the ability to kind of like manipulate mm. it it's like if you if, if you if you're doing a light to moderate uh i, I don't know uh fighting session or uh, what's the appropriate terminology here sparring maybe Sparring, maybe, yeah. yeah. You're not gonna, be, you're not gonna be gassed. Like you keep right. going, right. right? Same thing for summer. It's like I can tread water, Gene, for probably five, six, seven hours if I had to, right? And I, I'd get a little tired at the end of it, but I would be, mm. I know how to figure out how to feel the water and manipulate it to where it's not going to be that exerted. So once gotcha. swimmers reach gotcha. that point, you put them on an assault bike or yeah. a rower where you yeah. can't really do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to keep moving, right? Uh, and also, if we have to think, talk about like bone structure, ten and overall like musculoskeletal system in general, they are going to be like 
anything that's bounding and mm. burpees load bearing stuff is going to hurt more yeah because in theory they're not going to be as capable to hold that stuff on their body or makes sense and they're just they don't want to sink well it's that it's that adaptability thing that we we're talking about uh with yeah. crossfit like that is also one of the things i love most about crossfit is that it teaches you to be adaptable yeah um, i mean that's the whole point you know unknown and unknown and unknowable i guess but yeah yeah maybe the swimmers they just they are adapted to that water and you put them on an assault bike and it's like this ain't the water yeah <laughs> you know I, I don't understand what do i do with this air yeah what I, I, what, what is this what's happening right now? <laughs> yeah i have to use my legs and my arms what the fuck <laughs> i uh, thought i knew how to do that yeah you did not you failed no yeah. um good what sort of uh, like i'm interested in in your life coaching uh higher level athletes and the differences between that and like a uh, not a higher level athlete. Oh, you know, like where does the where does the mental mental toughness aspect come into play? Um, honestly, man. I mean, you you drop right, Matt Frazier's name. I know you don't coach him, but you drop Matt yeah. Frazier's name. Like, it doesn't seem like that guy needs a lot of mental toughness coaching. No. <laughs> so, mean... what I've come. All right, all right. I see. Okay. Um, I have a path that I can choose to go down here and I'm going to take it because it's honestly been something that's been a, the only battle of mine with the highest level. Um, the highest level, their expectations are so high. Yeah. I uh, mean, you're, you're coaching fellas like Noah Olson. I mean, he's, he's in the hunt, man. He wants to win. Thankfully, Noah had a remarkable transition a few years back psychologically. Um, he's like, I don't think I've ever seen that dude be sad. Other than like after uh, the games a couple of years ago and mm. when his dog was sick a while back and mm. you know, the general like emotional right. things. Like life things. He has an incredible ability to just love life. Mm. And it's really impressive. Um, but the honestly, Gene, the struggle, it, I, I'm not even learned term it as a, a term as struggle. Um, because I, I treat those guys in the water very similar to how I would treat a child mm. learning to swim. Um, the difference is I can have a conversation because they're adults. Sure. <laughs> and I can make, I can make dick jokes because they're right. adults. Uh, <laughs> um, man, I, that's a really good question. I don't fully know how to answer that. Um, it's okay. I'm failing and that's success. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, my goal a lot of times with them all right i'll quote i'll tell you, i'll quote lauren fisher the other day uh wednesday we we meet wednesdays one to three uh and uh, you know she's been to the games what four thousand times yeah at least a um, dozen times yeah yeah and she said to me that the swimming that we do in her long ass career she's never experienced before mm -hmm. and she feels like she can literally feel the water and move it how in because she's gone to a lot i'm not talking shit about the coaches she's had right of course she's had a lot of those coaches so like where's the difference there mm. it's how it's the, the approach with them is trying to get them to say hey almost like a, a jim and pam from the office when they're making fun of like hey jim i hear you <laughs> i love you 
but I don't like that type of deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that type of talk, Gene, actually works really effectively. Hmm. Um, and I, I've been trying to put into practice with uh, tactfully, not not silly and mm -hmm. indirect like that. But um, uh, metaphorically, or in my mind, it's literally, I'm saying, hey, man, I recognize that you're wired completely different. Yeah. I will never have the mental mental state you will have when it comes to sport. I can see you're having some degree of mental anguish and pain. I'm going to help you cope with this. So I'm going to lower your expectations by telling you mm. when, because they always talk shit about themselves when it comes to swimming. And my response to them is, yeah, it is bad. You're not a swimmer. Yeah. And I'm not going to treat you like a swimmer. And I, it's a strange occurrence because it almost, from my perspective, brings comfort. Well, so, that's, that's what I was getting at. You don't have to coach motivation yeah. necessarily. I mean, they're mo they're self motivated. Oh yeah, they're, you they're, don't have to. You don't have to provide inspiration. I mean, no. they're they're trying to go to the games. Um, they're gonna be there, you know, every time because they want to be there. Like yeah. that's usually, I you know, in my world, those three things are the things that I'm most commonly working on with someone. You know, yeah. um. But you know, and I and I think I constantly think like, wow, what what what's going to happen when I get that one person that's like, they got those, you know? They're going to recognize that they don't know everything. Yeah. That you are the expert in your field, and they will listen intently. Yeah, that's a that, good cue. That is honestly the most impressive thing. Mm. I, I'm an ogre, man. I'm a big ass Shrek, <laughs> working with a bunch of Arnold Schwarzeneggers and. No, mm -hmm. shiz it up, hot people. Well, nah, yeah, whatever. I've said it to their face. It's fine. I've hit on Noah to yeah. his face. Yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> but no, the that whole concept of now, oh, what was it? I just had it. All right, say, say what you said one more time. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I'm talking about like. Uh... You know, you don't have to coach these basic, I don't mean to say basic, but you don't have to coach these things like inspiration, motivation. You're not necessarily coaching mental toughness. You're not, you're not inspiring them. They have all those. They're coming to you for a specific mm. thing. Oh, um, yes, that's it. That's it. Yes. You, you so, kind of fast forward past this stuff. Yeah, you don't even have to worry about it. Um, the only times when I've had to worry about it has been like when I'm working with the teenage kids, mm -hmm. uh, the CrossFit teenage kids. Like there's a couple like, hey, man. Like we, we need to, I'm not your coach. And I recognize that. And when I say I'm not their coach, I'm not their CrossFit coach. Right. Right. Like Mac, yeah, Max L Hodge is their coach. Kyle yeah. Ruth, Adam right. Rogers, Brandon Dorman, et cetera. Right. Um, uh, I, okay. Um, well, I, it, when I see an opportunity that, okay, this, this homie is going to harm themselves mm -hmm. psychologically. I'm going to jump in. Right. Because at that point in time, when I'm recognizing that I've already established a relationship with them uh, because there's always a, a fun opportunity to play devil's advocate. Yeah. There's always a fun opportunity with anybody, everybody gene, you've seen it all the time. Everybody reverts to that. Like I can't see the forest for the trees because mm -hmm. I'm having a bad day. Income devil's advocate. Hey man, how you doing? I'm doing terrible. I wasn't able to do, I wasn't able to bend down and touch my toes. Yeah. Well, that's all right. That's okay. Why do you need to bend down and touch your toes? You know, that, that yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. Is it really that important? Yes, it is. Well, why? Because of this. I, 
I don't yep. believe you, Shelby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just makes people think. Like I had, I, I did that a few years back with uh, uh, Chandler. Um, uh oh. Oh crap. <laughs> He's in the army, CrossFit Games athlete, big black dude, Chandler. Yeah, Chandler Smith. Thank you, Chandler Smith. Um, at at the at TFX, the fittest experience, the fittest games years ago. He was yeah. really pissed off that he he won the whole thing, but he didn't like how he won. <laughs> because yeah, like it, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so you have an opportunity, like, well, what's wrong with just taking the win today, man? Yeah. <laughs> so that's honestly the only downside to right working with that level is because that I encounter a lot. Right. And right. it's a fun, I mean, it's now a fun game for me, selfishly speaking. Yeah. It's like, all right, opportunity to be I, an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it, man. It's just a, it's an interesting uh, perspective. I guess your athletes have, you know, it's like this, everybody's on this pursuit for perfection. You know, yeah. and and we all know it's an it's an unattainable goal. You know, and it's a yeah. it's a you know it's an honorable thing, but like you know, as far as the CrossFit world, Chandler Smith is a lot farther down the chain of perfection than I am. You know what I mean? Like, sure, like he's he's just done a lot more, and it's just an interesting level to be working with people on. And um, you know, from a from a personal standpoint, it's one of those things where, and I'm sure, or I'd be interested to get your thoughts on like. At some point, you had to be like looking at these guys and gals and being like, "Do I have the chops to teach them how to do the things they need to do?" You know, and oh, hundred percent, man. And the only way I'll know is to like watch the games on YouTube whenever it's live and be like, "Well, I guess I did it," or "Well, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I should have thought them a little bit differently." <laughs> well, so thankfully, that was a, that was a big fear early on. Well, fuck yeah! <laughs> uh, but thankfully, I wasn't alone. Dude, the first time you, the first time you told us you were working with Noah, we, we then we watched the games and they did that big. I think it was the board swimming or whatever it was. Yeah, it was the run swim paddle. Everyone in the gym was like watching that event. We were like sitting there, we're like, "That's the goddamn <laughs> coach. He better fucking win," you know. Like, I mean, that's that's just us being stupid here in Columbia, South Carolina. But like, I mean, I imagine you feel that, you know. Ah, uh, or maybe you don't. It maybe earlier on. Yeah. Um, man, that's actually Gene. You just opened up a remarkable door for <laughs> for this because, like, honestly, I hadn't thought about it. Uh-oh. Um, I'm sorry if I screwed you up. <laughs> no, no, oh, not at all. This is a good. very positive thing for what it's worth. Like, this good, is something good. that I kind of I need to recognize because now it's like <clears throat> I know. Uh, I will never claim to know anything. I don't know anything. I'm an <laughs> idiot. Uh, but whatever is happening in the water and the sound waves coming out of my mouth and the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the, the wavelengths that are my body as color and the movements they make make sense to the meat sacks in the water. Right. Then like something's working. Why change it at the moment? But right. the great part about that is at the very beginning, Gene, I tell them, Hey, look, First off, I need 15 seconds to fangirl over you because I've yeah. been following you forever. And thank yeah. you so much for trusting me. My God, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Can I have your autograph? Okay, yeah. that's done. No, get to work. No. Now, yeah, that's um, done. You'll never see that again. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, but I'm it kind of like how I how I, you did with me when we first met. Open lines of like 
communication. Like, look, dog, let's chat it out. If if something's happening to where like, Dan, this isn't working for me, let's figure this out together. Yeah. Like we're gonna work together. Yep. Um, and if they are disappointed, disapproving, whatever, they have, honestly, and I've had it happen a couple of times, they are not afraid to let me know. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's let's how can I do better? Right. Um nothing, Dan, you just suck. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I mean honestly, yeah. I mean that yeah. that hasn't happened yet, from what I understand, but yeah. I now have developed the mentality of like I'm not responsible for their emotional responses and frustrations with something right. specifically. Right. I'm not their switch. They are not my switch yeah. for my for my responses. So that is our meeting ground, if you will. And it's been recognizing that gene, I think, has been the catalyst for why I've not really thought about that's cool. Ah, I don't really fear their performances in the water. Right. Strange. They own that. I guess so. Maybe that maybe that comes with the 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 level of that person, you know. You, maybe you're, you're confident that they know they own it. I don't know. May, honestly, I yeah, I don't. There have been a couple times where I've screwed up. Like uh, two years ago, I got a chance to work with the Irish represent represent the people representing Ireland at the games, and I assumed that their skill level was far below what it actually was, and it actually hindered some of their training time a little bit mm. the first couple of days and it took max telling me like hey dan like they're actually more advanced than you realize oh my bad yeah <laughs> and let's yeah. let's let's develop let's develop something yeah. different um and it, it, but it worked out really really well i was really yeah. thankful for that opportunity yeah um i feel like i'm going down a rabbit hole at this point gene not gonna lie i'm kind of stalling because i've lost my train of thought uh, your <laughs> <Yeah>. turn <laughs> <laughs> i love you man that's awesome well, so let let's shift gears a little bit. I mean, you, all right, cool. You, you uh, what, tell me. Last time we talked, you were uh, I don't want to say beginning to because you had experienced some some therapeutic treatment. <laughs> oh yeah, good um, stuff. And, and you're you're digging deeper into that. Um, so tell me about this. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what do you want to? How do you how do you say it? Like how do you how do you define or title it? Uh, I'm going to say psilocybin. That's all I know. Well, they're, they're, it's just the use of psychedelics for mental health, mental well-being. Yeah. Um, it's nothing. It, it, thankfully, it's coming wildly more accepted. Uh, it's, it's nothing super crazy. I think uh, it is, though. I, I, well, honestly, it, so for your generation and mine, it would be deemed crazy because I was raised during the well, D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. yeah, yeah Drugs yeah. are really expensive. Right. Uh, <laughs> joke. Uh, but also like my dad my uncle my grandpa my great-grandpa were all cops oh Um, yeah that's right i forgot about that yeah and we were we were a small like uh back home like everybody knew our family yeah so like i didn't fuck around my sister didn't fuck around right like right we were pretty nose to the floor yeah didn't really do i never drank in high school the only time I drank was like I had to sip a champagne with my dad at a wedding. He's like, "Tastes bad, doesn't?" And he goes, "Yeah, it was awful." <laughs> well, champagne. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. Lots of other flavors. <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure my dad did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but and by the way, I can tell that story because he won't listen to this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm now an advocate for the use of marijuana, THC. Yeah in psychedelics for mental health because there is now legitimate documentation that the government stopped that from coming into play because yeah 
I know it's still kind of a theory, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be solidified soon that big pharma couldn't make any money off of it because you only have to do it a handful mm -hmm. of times at the most, specifically uh, uh, psilocybin, MDMA, and um, ketamine. Mm -hmm. Those three specifically have remarkable results for improving mental health. Mm. And I'll just send you a couple of videos. You can, uh, when you post this video, I encourage posting the links to them. There are a couple of TED Talks. Okay. Uh, one is from, and I can never, do you have Google there on hand? Yeah. Can you Google M, M period, A period, P period, S period, MAPS? I can never remember what it stands for, but it's for the, it's, it's like the headquarters for the psychedelic studies. Uh, 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 uh. Multidisciplinary multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies. Yes, by yeah. what's the what's the uh, the owner's name or the founder's name? Ah, uh, yeah, it's in. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know. It's a big website. He, yeah, one of the TED talks is him. The the the, the most important one is him uh, presenting it. He okay. had been doing thirty years of underground research with MDMA, ketamine, and psilocybin. But Rick Doblin? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dude, absolutely phenomenal. Um, the work associated with it is so backwards, Gene, from what, how we were raised to mm. perceive it. Like, look, man, straightforward, and I've opened up to my parents about it. Like, I, up, I haven't done it for several months now. But you know, I've been microdosing acid for the past three years. Well, and... you were you were just starting to kind of play with that um, mm -hmm. last time we talked. Remarkable I mean, you... difference. Yeah. Remarkable. Mm. I've been completely functional. I was half tempted to do it for this call just to, and then like at the very end, ask you if you could tell. Mm. Gene, you would not be able to tell. Um, it, it's right. some. It, what does it do for you? Take, you? Huh? What does it do for you? Well, which. Uh, which one? Let's say the microdosing. Like, like, let's say you're, you know, you're gonna do that controlled so, level throughout the day, and it helps you get through your day. Like, what is it? What is it doing for you specifically? Uh, so I've done acid and, and I've done LSD and psilocybin um, from a microdosing standpoint, and I'll share you with I'll share both with you. Uh, from the acid standpoint, like I'm just happy for like mm -hmm. twelve to fourteen hours. Mm -hmm. I'm smiling. For no reason at all, I feel I have that. You know, when you feel really anxious and you feel like you're about to jump out of your skin. Yeah, I have that yeah. feeling all all the time. Mm. But it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. So huh. it's just qu quite literally enjoying the day, right? Enjoying what's happening, um, and then also like the 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 visuals that come with it. It depends on. I don't mess around. I, I get it from a doctor. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to share who, but it is somebody yeah, yeah. who is a doctor. Right. Uh, doc, um, they, the strands that I've gotten for acid specifically, uh, the first one I could see the ground breathing, and when I would look into a mirror, my hair would uh, kind of wave like tentacles in the or like seaweed in the bottom of the ocean or coral, <laughs> and I thought that was the most beautiful thing ever. Right. Um, when I would do a little more than a microdose, I could separate the colors in the sky and I would have no fear. Um, there was a time that I did it in Florida and I uh, turned to my wife 
I said, hey, can I go swim with that feeding frenzy out there? There's a bunch of dolphins <laughs> feeding on fish about 200 to 300 yards out. <laughs> she said, just don't go alone. Yeah. So I, I grabbed a boogie board, grabbed a former army ranger, and we went out almost 300 yards into the <laughs> Gulf of Mexico <sighs> and, and boogie boarded with the dolphins while they were eating fish. Probably right. not the most, probably not the safest thing to yeah. do. Dolphins are um, fairly safe. They are, but you know, read later that during feeding frenzies, oh, questionable. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but just the concept of, or just the idea of having no fear. Okay. And having pure confidence and just enjoying what's about to happen. Now, of course, people listen to this for like, oh, what if it turns south? But what if it did? Yeah. Like I made the decision to do decision to do that. If it was stupid, well, I fucked yeah. up. But it didn't end up being stupid. It's in the past. It can't be changed. Well, people do far more stupid things when they're not dosing on oh, anything. Oh, yeah. So yeah, don't, that's not a valid argument. Like drinking. I um, mean, yeah. <laughs> well, good on that rabbit hole later. But so with acid, it's just kind of a, I feel good. Gene, I can drive. I can coach. I can do my yeah. homework, chores around the house. It's right. like if you've ever taken Adderall or, or any type of amphetamine-based thing, mm. it's kind of feeling like that without the hyper-focus and without the anxious drop afterwards right, right 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 like you know when you take a pre-workout and then you just hit hard mm -hmm. it doesn't that doesn't happen like you just kind of fall asleep right and then the next day you're fucking exhausted because yeah. you, you know your body does feel like it's been poisoned uh, by the way if i'm cussing too much please let me know mm -hmm. um that your body mm -hmm. feels like it's been poisoned so yeah like i've experienced like a small degree of a hangover yeah but honestly you get more of a hangover sensation with with like delta eight gummies or mm -hmm. uh like actual edibles um now my my day. son my youngest son uh had adhd and mm -hmm. he he hasn't taken his um you know his adhd medicine you know which mm -hmm. we all know is what you're describing there but um yeah in several years but he used to talk about that hard like it would just be over you know at yeah. some point and he's like Bleh! like just a big drop and then you have to wait another 12 hours to do the next one you know yeah. and it was just like it wasn't like this constant thing it was just like a hard start hard stop um, even with hated, extended he hated release he hated yeah, it. it hurts yeah. you're never hungry you're always thirsty but you don't yeah. want to drink water yep. i mean thankfully there's newer stuff out there that's a little safer there's vivance and then there's a newer one that came out both of them are non-infinite so he did he did vivance that's the one he oh, did really? and, and it was the same yeah really for him oh, yeah. and, and i understand that you know things are different for everyone yeah but um, that's a but, rare case he may have been allergic to something in the pill. it's it's interesting that you bring that up though that you know that's um that hard stop, um, mm -hmm. which I could imagine that'd be something you'd have to deal with. Uh, yeah. I mean, thankfully like with microdosing, like it just kind of dissipates and then mm. you fall asleep. Um, so what about, been, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, no, I interrupted you. The, the cool part is like, if I do it too late in the day mm -hmm. and I got like an hour of sleep, I feel fine the next day and the day after it's like, I didn't even miss sleep. It's like, mm. so what the psychedelic stuff does I'm going to use it as a metaphor, but the data showcases that it moves our lens of perception from frontal to, or from interior to posterior, so the back mm -hmm. of our head. So I kind of view that as like, okay, my, my sight of my being is now shifted to where I can look from the back forward so I can see the problems that are occurring mm -hmm. and I can metaphorically in my mind, literally, but maybe everyone else metaphorically fix those synaptic errors so like i can manually fix my brain 
And the way I've been doing that, uh, which by the way, by saying my brain is also saying I, because the brain is the only organ in name itself. Different conversation. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, a, Gene, you're about to go on a trip. You ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've established for me an ability to jump timelines with half of my being and remain on the current one with the other half example uh there are times there have been times uh, in the past where rachel's had a really bad day mm. and it's not menstrual related or anything but it is like oh my god is she on her period like what the hell no the reality is dan you just sucked and you didn't <laughs> you didn't and i'm not playing the martyr here i'm speaking genuinely man like i have not been a very good husband over the years and every month once or twice a month she would rip into me hard right like basically make me feel like i'm the worst human being to possibly be on this face of the planet as that started happening a bit more after i was started microdosing gene i could go back in time see the fight that was occurring mm. or see the action i was doing like oh she's right yeah i did fuck up there <laughs> now i know what not to do okay uh, as opposed to like doing like well, i'm a man i'm not gonna you're just a crazy bitch no, that's not. Yeah, that's not cool. That's that's my wife. But do you, you know retain I mean? it enough to then actually act on the, the thing that you learned? Oh yeah, that okay. That, okay. that's per, that is permanent. Okay. Um, so to give you an example, it's been at least five, almost six months now uh -huh. since one of those uh, anger explosions have happened right. to me. Right. She hasn't. She has not. She's actually believing me that I'm putting forth the mm. effort to change. So um hmm. oh shoot what's his name there's a gentleman that 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 uh wrote, wrote writes wrote a book and gives a lot of presentations on uh positive psychology and there's the, the good life the happy life and the meaningful life okay. and it's kind of a stepping stone um the good life is like a beginning of recognition it's kind of like a, uh, recognizing your shadow your shadow archetype as carl hmm. young would say uh, and then the happy life is establishing your character strengths and identifying your character strengths. The meaningful life is putting forward your character strengths towards a being, an entity, whatever, however you want to define that or use a, a word that's going to be close to that. And then how can you refurbish, manufacture, remanufacture your character strengths for that thing that your current life's meaning is? So example... Mm. My wife is my life. I love my kids. Yeah. But but my wife is with me till she dies or I die. Yeah. Um, period. Like that's not gonna change. So she's the most important person to me. Therefore, <laughs> that is my that is my meaning in life. Mm -hmm. I need to put forth the effort, and I don't give a fuck who disagrees with me. I want I need to put forth the effort and take it very seriously to fix the wrongs I've done to help her with the shit storm that she has internally. Mm. That's my meaningful life. That's my purpose right now. Once that's established, I'm going to keep rolling on and I can maintain that track while adding other pieces to it. It's a cool thing. That's very opinion. cool. And honestly, microdosing the acid started that beginning to microdose psilocybin mushrooms finalized it. Mm. That part's fun. And when I say fun, I'm being quite facetious. <laughs> so, so your 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 claim, I'm in in you you know you're the one that has to say it's true or not. Is that 
the the microdosing the psilocybin has helped you understand that that purpose and it's helping you maintain it <clears throat> that and the lesson and the lessons you're learning from it are permanent yeah they're, they're not going away um mm -hmm. now i have to recognize what i'm doing i have to recognize if it is the wrong thing to do the mm -hmm. right thing to do you know that old stick sure. and if it's wrong it gets pissed away but it it no that's not true it doesn't get pissed away it stays but it's not like a, oh man i can't believe i did that it stays mm -hmm. like your brain at 2 a.m hey remember that time when you flashed your dick in class no like that that <laughs> i didn't actually it's do gonna, that it's uh, not gonna help you learn that yeah. <laughs> um but like your faults your failures gene it's yeah. been recently why i advocate and what i said earlier that failing is the best thing you can do I can confidently tell you the primary catalyst for that has been this microdosing. Like, my God, mm. I have failed so much in my life. Time to time to grow from it and mm. time to live with it wow. and have my failure come with me. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel it like does. I'm boring everyone. At this no, point. it absolutely makes <laughs> sense. Um, I, I'm curious uh, <clears throat> what else you're doing with it. I mean, that's, that's your personal stuff, but how, are you taking that? Uh, to the professional realm at all i mean is it part of your continuing studies what are you doing that's the goal um uh, like i said earlier like doing this i put it my doctorate on hold uh, my doctorate was going to be in health and human performance well mm -hmm. honestly man i could now that i'm integrated mm -hmm. at the university or an institution like i can do that shit whenever i want mm -hmm. um it just so happens that kennesaw state university has one of the very few people in the nation who put out crossfit related research uh and it, it, it ranges from physical performance, mental state, et cetera. Um, so put all that shit on pause to pursue this positive psychology and athletic leadership, which is, again, shorthand for sports psychology. They just get yeah. called that because it's in the education department. <laughs> um, I, I, I may not open my own practice, like of psychiatry or whatnot. But I need to be heavily involved in the research associated with how can we help people? This quarantine fucked up the generation below us so yeah, bad. It really did. So your son's generation got absolutely bent over. Yeah, his uh, his whole senior year was not spent in school until yeah, like the it, last two months of it or whatever. How do you expect a kid to be able to function, quote unquote, normally mm -hmm. when their social construct is completely stripped from them? Mm -hmm. It's like that's why I don't know if you've noticed with kids the, like since then non-competitive afraid to do stuff fear of losing anything yeah because it, it was stolen from them yeah from i'm not going to go down a road of conspiracy like how covid started and said yeah the political asking, aspect of it doesn't matter stupid. we still have to deal with it yeah exactly yeah and yeah you know, i have also been pushed in gene it's going to get real dark for a second um Another additional piece is from the, as to why I'm I'm now deviating on this route is because I need to find something to help my kids. Um, my oldest daughter, she she's going to be nine next month, mm -hmm. and, and in June of last year, uh, she tried to take her own life in front of all of us. Mm. Uh, I didn't even know that an eight-year-old at that time would even know. Wow. What it meant or how to do that. But she got really overwhelmed. And like we knew mm. between both of our family backgrounds that she was that one, if not all three of them were going to develop something. 
anxiety, depression, autism, whatever. We just weren't ready for it yet. Um, but this was the final nail in the coffin. Like, Dan, get your shit together because your yeah. eight-year-old daughter just tried to plunge a knife in her chest in front of you. Mm. Um, it was really fucked up. I would not recommend anyone, even my worst enemy, to live through that. that uh, but I'm very thankful that it occurred uh, because mm. it's an epic failure as a father for your... Well, and I say that because a lot of the stuff, when she eventually started feeling more and more comfortable to talk, Mm. daddy i remember how you spoke to me this way and it made me really hate myself mm. and so that opened up opportunities like, okay sweetie i'm gonna work on that big time and we are also gonna practice daddy or I, I you are not responsible for daddy's emotions i am not fully responsible for your emotions now that's a shitty way to say that you get the idea it makes sense, um, man. We're here to help our kids cope with that shit, uh, not make it worse. <laughs> and thankfully now, I can tell you that girl has it down pat. Um, super proud of her the other day. My, awesome. My wife and I, my wife and I got into a little scuffle uh, verbally, and she goes, "Mommy, Daddy, please stop." Stone cold, Steve Austin. Mm. And we made a vow. If the kids ever said that, we'd stop, and we did. It was the first time she ever did that. Her voice was found. It, it, it helped her a lot yesterday that's awesome uh, when she was having her day and also she flipped the kid off in class one day that was fantastic because the kid was trying to stop her from doing her work <laughs> so she was standing up for so, herself but <laughs> sorry I, I deviated man sorry no 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 i i you know that that's that's incredible that you you know the way you're looking at it um i think a lot of people just fall apart from it you know yeah it's it was we were close mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie to you that, oh that, absolutely uh, Gene, I can't even describe the the amount of pain that that, that was felt that night by my, my wife and me. Yeah, I can't even oh, speak I... for my wife. The amount of pain, of course, it, that, that blew. Yeah, that, that's that is another reason, primary reason to why like I, I paused the doctorate and I'm shifting into the psychology area because that I, I believe that to be a big calling as a piece of the meaningful life of Dan. Um. And the psychedelics early on have definitely, they definitely started that journey. I didn't recognize that at the time. I'm not going to say that they're the reason gene, you know, just like everyone, there's no such thing as a magic drug or pill right, or powder, right, whatever. Right. But there are things that can help. Um, and they government finally funded uh, psilocybin assisted therapy for veterans in Texas. First time in 50 years that the government funded anything mm. uh, uh, illicitly related that can actually work. You, you watched the docuseries on Netflix, right? The, I haven't yet. Mind. I haven't yet. I do listen to, um, I've listened to several, <laughs> I'm an expert. I've listened to podcasts. I mean, I've listened to Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to um, Lex Friedman. I've listened to um, a couple other, like Andrew you know, Huberman. I, I listen to him all the time. He's talked about yeah. it a lot. Um, you know, there's, there's several ones. So I'm I'm familiar with it, and and when you said that, uh, you know, the government recently just kind of opened that up for veterans, I'm I'm aware of that. I think that's, I think that's incredible. Uh, I know I know those guys and gals really need something. It'll definitely lessen the onset of a, a sudden soldier death syndrome, meaning mm-hmm. you know, suicide. Yeah, uh, because that's 
That's rough. And it sucks, man, that God, the government was able to manipulate that so quickly. Because mm-hmm. uh, it it, they, they halted it in the 50s, man. In the 50s. Mm-hmm. There's a, I can't remember his name, but it was a Swedish psychiatrist that was doing the research. Uh, and it's in this Michael... Paul, I, you you got to watch this documentary. Watch What's the name it, of it? Based, How to Change Your Mind. How to Change Your uh, Mind. It's basically his book in six episodes in six okay. hours. Um, but it's like... <clears throat> it's documented people. There's different variations. OCD, anxiety, depression, mm. bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, sociopath, psychopath, etc. And you're going to love it, personally. And I, I encourage whoever listens to this also to please go watch it. Awesome. I'll link that up for sure. It'll completely alter their mind. And I'll send you those YouTube links as well. Sweet. The TED Talks, one's 16 minutes. The other one's 28 minutes. Yeah, TED Talks are quick. The 28 minute long. <laughs> you have yeah, time to watch TED Talks. Honestly, for these ones, you do. Because it doesn't just say like, hey, take these drugs. It's like, hey, you can be better. And this could possibly help in right. a way. Uh, what's your time crunch, man? I know we've been going for an hour. Uh, we usually go about an hour. All right. I don't want to distract you from as I know you got other shit going on. No, today. you're good. I appreciate it. Um, you, what else would you like always, to know? Oh, you're always open, man, and I appreciate it. Uh, I think you know the coaching talk, the the psychedelics talk. That's always interesting to me because um, it's always something that it's like someone else, you know. Like yeah. I see them through the lens of the screen or whatever, but but I know you, and I know um, you know I know you personally, so it's it's always right. better to get that perspective from someone you know. I believe then that's than just absolutely doing, true. You know, a third party podcast or a news program or something. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I'm really glad you said that. Uh, Cause that somebody said something similar to that. And in my mind, I was like, Oh, it's like looking at GoFundMes for different people. It's like, you don't realize that you need the GoFundMe until your mm-hmm. house is destroyed by a tornado. <laughs> right. It's like, Oh, Sally, Jesse and Billy Bob, their yeah. kid is dying of cancer. They need to go fund me. Man, that's sad. Yeah. Top 10 things that could make you attractive. That's you won't right. believe number three. Right. I'm going to click on that. That's right. All right. So it's the personal connection is fantastic. And I mm-hmm. genuinely appreciate your trust and willingness in me to like not bullshit you. Like if you need any empirical data at all, like I'll throw a shit ton of stuff. I know you will. If people want to read 17 to 38 page documents on this <laughs> stuff, I'll send them your way. Or a 77 page manual on it all. And so I know you did all, <laughs> like before you tried it personally, I know you went and did all that stuff, you know? Well, I, absolutely, man. And like, you don't, there's no sense. Actually, I don't really know how to get people to grasp it, but it, it's stupid. Even taking supplements, you got to just research it. Yeah. YouTube University is very easy. Find a good yeah. channel. Educate yourself. Well, you, you mentioned supplements. Um, it is amazing to me that uh, how many people I coach that are like, hey, I'm going to take this protein. And I'm like, did you read the label? They're like, <laughs> There's no, 7,000 things, man. I just bought it from Walmart or whatever. And you're like, dude, oh, God. At, least, like, at least read the label before you put it in your body for the next <laughs> six months, you know? It doesn't even have protein, man. This is just yeah. cellulose. I know. It's, it's You're drinking chocolate milk, brother. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Which is one of the best things you can drink post-workout. That's what I tell people. Just just drink some chocolate milk. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think that's a good point I, Point to stop. I appreciate your time, man. Um, There's no problem. If, I will uh, not let a year go by before I harass you again. Honestly, I'm going to pose a challenge if you're willing. I, I think we need to do a part one and part two. Okay. Um, 
like psychedelic talk part one, part two. Okay. Uh, if you want, because I, I don't know what your crowd fully is. Um, there is a lot of stuff where this can, once you get it away from the, not away from it, it's always going to be there, but like the scientific lecturing jargon, mm -hmm. it does, there's a lot of warrior mindset stuff, a lot of samurai shit, a lot of <laughs> Eastern culture. I, I'm just happy that you, you can summarize <laughs> what I'm into in as samurai shit. I dig it. That was kind of an asshole thing. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll take it. No, I'll take it. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I want the katana so bad. I mean, I'm over here looking at a bunch of Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh, I, I just recently, um, well, I, that's too long of a conversation. Uh, we should do a part two if you're okay. open to it. Yeah, let's um, do it. Are you, Absolutely. Can we, can we talk off air about it? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay. Love cool. you, buddy. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, man.